right, so this is a new episode that I'm going to be adding to the lineup. I'm going to try and do some more of these uh, concept type episodes, and this is going to be the Japan MMA beat. I used to live in Japan. I lived there from 2002 to 2005, so I'm a big fan of Japanese MMA, but it's harder for me to follow it these days. You know, back when I lived there, I was following all the different promotions, you know,、uh, Pride, Shuto, Pancrase, Deep, K1, Shoot Boxing, you know, Contenders. There were just so many. And、uh, it's still the case today. I think、uh, Japan MMA is starting to pick up, Ryzen's starting to gain some momentum. And、uh, they signed Manny Pacquiao to a three fight deal. So that's something we discuss in this episode, along with who we think he'll fight in the first e p、um, the July show. Uh, so, you can kind of listen to that. So, for any of you that like Japanese MMA, this is going to be a show that you'll enjoy listening to. So, this Japanese MMA beat with Zach Briscape and Daniel Dizubicki from Poland. Check it out. All right, so this is Todd Atkins, and this is going to be the first episode of the Japan MMA beat. And I'm here with Zach Briscape and、uh, Daniel. How do I pronounce your last name, Dan?、Uh, Jubitsky.、Uh, I think、uh, if you know Katakana, I can even、uh, write you、uh, the, the Katakana. It will be much、uh, you know, easier to, to、uh, write, to, to、um, uh, read it.、Yeah. So <laughs> today I'm going to let Daniel, I'm going to let you introduce yourself first as far as what your ties are to Japan MMA, and then we'll go to Zach. All right.、Um, How, how, how I've、uh, entered into this world.、Uh, it won't be a very exceptional way because、uh, I've started、uh, from the Pride uh, FC, uh, but it was not the, the first thing from, from Japanese、uh, combat sports because in, back in 2001,、uh, I saw the finals of, of the World Grand Prix of K1, and uh, Uh, since uh, then, it was uh, my, my first uh, Japanese uh, or first uh, sport. And the, then I saw some MMA、uh, bouts, but it was for, for me initially, it was、uh, a bit、um, boring because of the,、uh, the ground game.、Uh, as、uh, you know, lots of people have, have,、uh, have this issue with, with、uh, MMA fights、uh, at the beginning. And、uh, I had the. the, the This, the same issue uh, too. Uh, but uh, later uh, I saw that uh, it's, uh, it can be even uh, fun. Uh, it, it, it's、uh, when you are, you are watching、uh, this and more and more, you, you can understand it、uh, more. And then uh, I've uh, started to, to catch uh, the, some you know,、uh, pride. Uh, Events and then it was、uh, heroes, and then what was a dream.、Uh, meanwhile, I, I was、uh, I, I have started to、uh, to training、uh, some MMA, let's say,、uh, not a very long time, but I had to, you know,、uh, understand the ground game, and、uh, that's how I've entered into the MMA and JMMA as well, because for me, it's, it's the, the same thing actually. No UFC because UFC was much uh, uh, later. And Zach, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Some people are probably familiar with you from some of my other discussions. but... Okay, so my name is Zach.、Um, I live in Japan. I live and fight in Japan. I fight with Deep 
uh, how I've been introduced to MMA. My first contact with MMA was Pride FC. I went to most of them. Uh, Pride, Heroes, Dream, Juto. And then from there, I made myself uh, familiar with some fighter and I start working with them as translate, uh, hand wraps, uh, cornering, and that's how it went. Yeah, and for people watching this, my first experience with Japan MMA was, uh, you know, I lived on Oahu. I used to go to Super Brawl events a lot. And TJ Thompson decided to do some business with Shuto. So actually, my first kind of exposure was Shuto. He brought Takanori Gomi and Naoya Amatsu to fight on the same card. <clears throat> they both won their fights very easily. And there was a video store right across the street, like a Japanese-owned video store. And they had uh, VHS tapes of Shuto and Pride, for that matter. They had a lot of different stuff. I had a friend that was giving them some of this stuff. He was trading tapes of people, and they he let them rent out these videos. But I, I, I watched a lot more Shuto before I kind of got exposed to Pride. So I would say Shuto was really kind of my first exposure. And then I also lived in Japan from 2002 to 2005. So... I went to God knows how many events during that time a lot. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, very, very fun times, uh, though. Uh, lots of uh, good uh, shows of Pride. Uh, I've actually uh, ordered the all the, the Pride library from, from some guy at, at the, some uh, Polish uh, board, uh, some Polish uh, forum. Uh, he was just uh, recording the, 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 the events on, on the DVDs. I have uh, that uh, big cake of, of Pride, uh, the Pirate Pride uh, DVDs. Uh, but initially, as, as I said, it was uh, uh, K1 and then the Pride, Shuto. Uh, I, I saw uh, some uh, Shuto events from 2008. It was Shuto Tradition 1. And it, uh, the, the two things was uh, special for me in Shuto. One thing, it was the, that the, you could uh, strike into the back of the head. Uh, and uh, the no the standing knockdowns uh, the you know counts eight counts uh it was until it, it, the, the rules uh, that rules uh, was active uh, until the 2008 uh, i think uh, something like this uh, and it was a really uh, exceptional experience i would say i i have even oh this is uh, the original shooter gloves uh, from the yeah. uh, KOK and the Bushido promoter Donata Simonitis, who who had uh, very uh, close contacts with with Japanese uh, organizations as well. So today, let's kind of Zach, since you're there, let yes. tell us what like the biggest thing is going right now as far as the earliest, the most recent news. Oh, so we have uh, Rising, who announced events. They announced three of them. So there's one going on April 1st, which has some five fights. The, the card is not final yet, but there are not already five fights. Then we have another one, uh, April 3rd, uh, uh, which is in Tokyo, uh, because the one in April 1st is in Osaka. Then they have two going on in Tokyo on April 1st and on May 6th. So the April, uh, only the April 1st now has five fights announced. Uh, 
Then yesterday we had the deep, we had uh, the semifinals of the deep Grand Prix. So uh, two uh, the finalists were decided and the finals going to happen in May for the final of the flyweight Grand Prix. And then we have two new champions. Uh, yes, uh, coming from that show also. And then K1 and Rise announced uh, some fights, three fights for now, uh, three fighters from K1 versus three fighters from Rise. And that's coming in the Rise Eldorado series and also as a part of the K1 uh, uh, 30th anniversary uh, shows that's going to happen on March 26th. Now, Daniel, do you do you have anything to add to that? I know you you want to talk about some of that as well. First and foremost, uh, I think uh, we could uh, talk about that uh, rising presser and and the rising uh, future calendar because uh, I think Sakakibara revealed uh, the the part of this. Um, from the you know some tweets and articles, uh, I saw that they. Uh, will uh, add some some shows right now. They have uh, something like eight shows announced, and uh, Sakakibara said that uh, the additional dates uh, will be added. Uh, but they still don't know uh, how much it will be. To, uh, I saw the numbers uh, from nine to to even twelve. Uh, so we don't know uh, how many extra shows we will uh, get, but. Uh, if the first show will be uh, at the beginning of the April, uh, I wouldn't uh, expect uh, 12 shows, uh, maybe two, maybe maximum uh, of uh, three additional uh, dates uh, to uh, to the current uh, state uh, of, of schedule. Yes, because uh, the first show is April 1st. Uh, they have two shows in April, so my guess would be like they make two show a month, then they might reach this twelve. But as for now, there's only three shows. Uh, the dates that been decided, April first. Uh, have them here just a second. Thirty first of April and then sixth of May. Yes, yes, and then there's a show uh, that been talked, but no, uh, nothing as of official yet, uh, because it was said before uh, in the last uh, Rising show that uh, they plan on making fighting uh, Manny Pacquiao against a Japanese lightweight, which of Sakakiba will choose, because Manny requested that the fight will be at one 170, uh, no, 155, sorry. 155 pounds and Manny Pacquiao said to Sakakiba, I want you to choose my opponent among a Japanese fighter and it does been talk for this summer which is usually the rising show summer rising show is in July at the Saitama Arena mm -hmm. uh, yes uh, and um, more of that uh... I think Sakakibara said that uh, he will aim for a free fight of Manny Pacquiao. The first one will be in July, the second one in September, and the third uh, in uh, on New Year's Eve. 
So yes. I'm really interested uh, who will be the opponents. Uh, and uh, as you said, uh, I think uh, that they will stick the plan uh, in summer and they will uh, choose some uh, some Japanese uh, opponent and then they will try to you know find uh, something something new. Uh, maybe there will be uh, some occasion, uh, some. Uh, occasion to to bring someone uh, interesting. I, I I said to myself that it will be totally uh, crazy if they will uh, when they will do on New Year's Eve uh, many Pacquiao against Floyd Mayweather in MMA. But <laughs> it's, it's just you know anything can happen. <laughs> in there, anything can happen. I want to ask I, you guys a question because people, you know, who used to watch Pride, you know, it was about every three months they would have a show. So maybe both of you talk. Maybe I'll let Zach go first. Talk about, you know, how Ryzen's doing more shows. What do you think about this where they're doing, you know, shows very close together? Uh, yes, but not only Ryzen. Uh, many shows are taking that road. Like, for example, if we take Pancreas, they announce all the date for the year at the end of 2022. Each end of the now, each end of year, they will announce all the fights, all the dates for the next year. So Pancreas has already announced all the dates, and they pretty much like have show every month. Then we have Deep, uh, which I mean, uh, same same thing. And then there is um, how do you call it? Uh, rising. Uh, they they are the one who doing the, the less show actually because they're doing bigger show. They have to rent the big arena like Saitama. Now they're going to rent the Ariake Arena, which was uh the K where the K one Grand Prix was, and so they're renting big bigger arenas. So to me, it's not surprising that they're doing less show, but as now we can see, they're putting more dates. So maybe they manage to get uh, the fans to have uh, more show in those big places. And then also Shuto is doing the same as well. So it's not just one. I think it's, uh, how do you say, is uh, a tendency, is that if you say in English, to add more dates uh, to, their, to their calendar. Uh, I have one, one question about uh, Deep's uh, calendar. They have yeah. announced only the numbered uh, shows or, or the local shows like Deep Osaka, Deep Tokyo and, uh, and stuff like this? So now the next show is uh, February 18. So February 18 is the Jewel series. So it's the only oh, one. Yeah. And then on that same show, uh, same date, we have the Future Kings. So Future King is kind of the tryouts for Deep. So they have uh, maybe 70 fights. So they have like eight weight classes uh, and all those classes uh, are, go uh, are tournaments. And depending on how much people applied for the tryouts, it can go to like last year it was 70, 72 fights. So that's happening on uh, February 18. Then on March 25th, we have the Tokyo Impact, which is like UFC Fight Night. So is they have uh, new talents, new talents, and they're showing uh, skills. Uh, that's include like 
12 fights and they have one in the morning and one at night. So if they have volume one uh, in the morning on March 25 and at the evening they have volume two and they do like uh, eight volumes a year for that uh, series. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I know the, the Future King tournament because the, it has the, the similar con concepts like Shooter Rookie Tournament and uh, yes. Neo Blood Tournament of Pancras. Yes, yes, yes. So okay. I took I took part of uh, me uh, the tryout of uh, Pancras, uh, which happened at uh, Enson's uh, Inuit Gym. So I, I went that, and from that, uh, I asked my coach to put me in deep. So after that's how I, I get with deep now. But I want to ask you, like, why do you think all the promotions are doing more shows than they were before? Oh, to me, as I could see yesterday, I, there's more new um, new people uh, coming to the fight world, the fight scenes. Lately, fights is um, is getting more popular, so. When they make those shows, they are that's for them the way to attract more, more people, uh, more fans. They want to make new fans. So to me, and from what I saw yesterday at the deep, it's not surprising that they're doing more show because more people are coming. Mm, I would say that uh, <clears throat> you you said that uh, for example, Shuto has uh, all. All year schedule uh, already yes, the same yes, the yes. same as Pancras uh, yeah. and uh, in kickboxing uh, the K1 group uh, announced all the crash dates so so the Korakuen Hall uh, shows the yeah. same as Rise uh, which announced only the numbered series so Korakuen also or Korakuen uh, sh shows too but yeah. both companies uh, don't uh, they, they they doesn't have the the calendar for the main shows yet yes. Uh, not yes for, for a bigger uh, shows just the the Korakuen because I think the, they have uh, booked the dates the, the exact dates for the whole year uh, oh, yeah. so it it works definitely different if you are holding uh, the uh, you know the smaller show shows uh, and when and when you are trying to go uh, go bigger yes. Uh, yes. that's, that's that's why we don't have uh, the the exact uh dates for 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 Ryzen, uh, as well only only three days and uh, then we have just you know we know that uh, at the end of the june that there will be some show at the end of the july there yes. will be some shows and 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 uh, stuff yes. like this etc yes because um uh, let's take pancreas so pancreas they make the show in the the same place all year round. When they have like last time, uh, last the uh, last show of last year was in. Uh, they say we're going back to Yokohama, so they went back to Yokohama and made the show there. But usually, Pancras, uh when they make they make a show, it's either Osaka or in the same place in Tokyo. They don't change arena like Rising or Deep. Or even Shuto, Pancras uh, stay in the same place. So that's I think that's why they they can uh, uh, announce 
all the years fights with the numbers and the new blood and everything because they know from the get-go that they're going to stay in the same arena. Now, I want to touch on something with both of you. Um, Zach, you mentioned you're starting to see more new people. This has obviously a, you know, been a big deal for the past, right? Japan's kind of fallen off. Sounds to me like since I talked to you last and now that it's gaining momentum. Yes. So kind of tell people why you think that is. Because uh, actually, uh, the putting people uh, we saw in Rising that they have nothing to say uh, in the uh, to do with the fight world. So they're coming uh, like we had a soccer a son of a super famous Japanese famous soccer player fighting Rising. So and uh, those kind of let's say fighters and those people who follow those people come to the show and when they see the the guys they follow winning and fighting that's make them want to see uh, to go to the other shows they say oh that was a great experience i'm glad i came i want to see more so that's why you see more like japanese variety people want to try fighting and that's bring people to the show so my guess is that's what's giving the momentum because uh, they try to take that direction. Uh, and when they see the people they like in the ring, they're coming. Because uh, in Japan, what people want to see is a character. They don't care about how many wins you have, if you lose your last fight or what what's happening uh, if you lose three fights in a row they don't mind they want to see a character they want to see some one in the ring that they like so as long as uh, they see people like that and promotion bring people like that that's when the momentum is going to go because for a moment, they went to like the UFC world, you know, the competitions with rankings and stuff like that. And that's where, where it went down a little bit to, from what I could see. Dan, do you want to touch on that? Because like for me, and I'm sure for you, now that I don't live in Japan anymore, we've been waiting for this to come back. You know, the fans that were fans of Pride and stuff, we want to see this momentum come back. So maybe kind of talk about you know, kind of what Zach was talking about there. Uh, you know, the <clears throat> first time I've been in, in Japan in 2017 on New Year's Eve. Uh, and then I was in 2018 when the, when there was uh, Ryzen 13, uh, shortly after the uh, the, the death of uh, Kid Yamamoto. And then I was, as I said, I was uh, in 2019 on New Year's Eve uh, again. Uh, and uh, what do I? Uh, what would like to uh, to say uh, on on the venue? Uh, because I have uh, the 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 comparison between 2017 and 2019, uh, and there was a double shows because in 2019 there was a Bellator Japan, uh, but we all know that. Uh, the the most part w was done by by rising. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, I, I would say uh, I would like to say that the, the attendance 
was much better uh, in 2019. Uh, in uh, 2019, for the, for the Bellator show, it was the, the biggest attendance, uh, <clears throat> biggest number of, of uh, tickets sold uh, in the history uh, since the beginning uh, of, of the Ryzen when they have started to, to hold a shows uh, two days before the New Year's Eve. We all know that uh, on, on New Year's Eve 2019, the, the Saitama Super Arena was uh, sold out. The, the uh, 30,000 uh, of, uh, of, of people uh, were there, so it, it, it speaks uh, itself. The, the momentum uh, got stunned a bit by a pandemic, uh, because we all know that um, all the restrictions about the the migra migration, uh, you know, the, the bringing foreigners, uh, the the problems uh, in with, with the you know the the, the number of of, uh, of uh, tickets that can be sold. We all know that uh, initially it was uh, fifty percent of the capacity of of the whole arena, uh, but uh, right now we are uh, very close to the state. Uh, that we had before the pandemics, uh, I think. I think that the government even uh, allowed to to uh, cheer uh, from the from the stands that uh, it it was uh, forbidden a couple months uh, ago, uh, from what I remember. Yes, um, because now um, when you go to the shows, before you were not allowed to upload. You were just allowed to watch. Now you still have to wear a mask at all time, but mm -hmm. you can actually scream and share and share inside the arena. So when I fight in deep, it was so silent because I fought during the, the pandemic and uh, so silent. No one could applaud. Uh, no one could scream. It was like super silent. And uh, I was allowed only one uh, cornerman, and he has to he had to wear a face shield and a mask at all time. Since we arrived in the arena, he had to tape my hands with the, the mask and the face shield. But now there is there is more uh, the regulation for fighters. Now they are allowed to have three cornermen. They are allowed to. Like before, it came back. Uh, like before, when you in backstage and everything. But they still have everyone still has to wear a mask and all that. Uh, yes. Uh, the corner the cornermans uh have have to, but as a fighter, you now they took it out. But before, you have to wear uh your mask until you arrive in the cage. When you make the entrance, you wear your mask, and when the the ladies has to put the vaseline on your face. You have to take. You can take off your mask. But the corners had to to keep it at all time. But I think this is amazing for people. This is another thing. Like people have never been to Japan. Like you're saying, now you're allowed to cheer. You yes. know, it's amazing <laughs> that people follow these rules. You know, like in America, they would never follow these rules. You know. Yes. And uh, also, Zaki, you, okay, yes. okay, go go. Oh uh, yes, when you go to arena now, you have to when you buy when you uh, a general attendance, they require you to scan a screenshot, and on those screenshot you will have a, a take it takes you to a, I mean a scan a QR code sorry, 
Then you scan this QR code and then it takes you to a page where you have to write your name, your seat and everything. And then when you register that for uh, the, the COVID restriction, then you're allowed to enter the arena. That's what they do now. And in smaller show, when you buy a ticket, they put pens and on behind of your ticket, you have to write your name, phone number and mail address. And then you're allowed to enter the venue. Go ahead, Daniel. Uh, I just uh, wanted uh, to, to say say something about uh, Zach uh, just said before I, I have started the pandemic and the restrictions uh, topic about the, the character because uh, fighters like uh, for example Aguara, uh, Full Swing, uh, Shoji uh, wouldn't exist in a major promotion uh, in the West because they have weak record but they they are extremely entertaining and they are uh, I would say made for the Japanese uh, combat industry because we all know uh, that this kind of fighters they they, they are not bad uh, don't don't get me wrong we we all know that the, the record in in Japanese MMA is uh, isn't uh, something like uh, in the West or even worse in in boxing in boxing if you have uh, one or two or three uh, losses you are you're maybe not done but uh, you don't have you are not that strongly promoted to be the future champ uh, yes. in in Japan uh, I, I said I saw the, some reactions uh, in my country uh, because of the you know the fight card and the records and there were, were comments uh, like a Oh, bad records, this card is bad. No, they have this kind of records because nobody gives a, gives a damn about the, the records. Yeah. Maybe right now it's it's a, a bit different because, uh, you know, the, there are some, you know, new um, new wave of, of, of fighters, the, the new promotional uh, methods. Uh, I'm just talking about uh, just, just just strictly rising because we we don't uh, even touch the the, the second tire uh, promotions and and maybe uh, the, the the you know unbeaten record uh, is uh, a, a little bit more important than than before but it's still the the, the Japanese uh, specific and even if someone will lose. Uh, it's it's even sometimes better for for the promotions because it just creates the storyline. Yes, so like um, is interesting point. Like for Japanese, uh, they're saying two things. They say there is the UFC world, which is rankings number one, I guess number two, and uh, you can't have the number ten fighting the number one because. Uh, like uh, how to say, they don't, uh, quote, deserve it. In Japan, uh, like when you see records from the second uh, promotions, like uh, yesterday uh, we had uh, in deep uh, 38, 4 and 2 against the 1 and 1. So if you see this in the US, People will say, what the hell is that? 
I mean, that's your second fight and you're fighting at 34, 38, 4 and 2. But people were happy to see the fight. They didn't care about the record and that fight went well. It was good. And uh, to me, the one and one won that fight, which is crazy. It, the fight went to decision. But to me, if you guys later on can watch the replay somehow, you will see that the one and one won that fight. So for Japanese, when you know they the they give the pamphlets, I think that's how you say in English, the catalog where you have the fighters uh name and record. Uh, they don't mind about that. They just say, Oh, the record what is funny is the record of the guy is writing on the on the catalog, but they just see the face and they say, Oh, this guy looks strong. I wanna see that guy. They don't care the record, they don't care the um, what he, what uh, his last fight went, they just want to see the guy uh, that looks strong on the picture. I mean, like, you want to see Dragon Ball Z, uh, Vegeta against uh, Cell. You don't care the record. You just know it's going to be a, a good fight based on how they look like. And I think that's what uh, Pride and uh, all the show was before. Now, let's kind of talk about because zach i know you and i talked about this a little bit but i want to get daniel in on this also let's talk about who you think pacquiao is going to fight in july because obviously that's something the, the world mma world would be interested in uh in my opinion uh, there are there are some uh, some candidates uh, but uh, the possibility uh is the the first possibility is uh, fighting uh, Takanori Gomi because it's the same uh, weight class it's a uh, 155 um moreover <clears throat> Gomi has some let's say boxing experience uh, with with tension uh, many uh, people says uh, that he even outboxed uh, tension who who is a contender uh, boxing contender he he, he just uh, you know passed his license boxing license uh, very uh, <clears throat> just just you know this uh, this week i think it was uh, and i think uh, that that it would be just a fun fight it would um, be some kind of collision of the worlds because we all know uh, that Gomi originally originally wasn't a, a pure striker. He just uh, taught uh, some 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 things uh, in striking. Uh, he he had a very uh, strong uh, power punch, uh, and he started to knock out uh, knock out his his opponents. Uh, so it um, we all know how. Uh, good Mane Pacquiao was in the, in the past. Uh, he had several uh, boxing uh, titles, and uh, it would be just, uh, I think, uh, kind of interesting uh, confrontation of, of the worlds. Yes. Uh, on me, I think that's the logical choice. The logical choice will be that. But as for now, in Japan, there's that 155 fighter that really has his momentum and getting well now, uh, Koji Takeda. So Koji Takeda is uh, the light, the the was the champion of uh, Deep, and since his fight with Johnny Case uh, at Rising, he's blowing off the roof. 
yesterday he was invited at the deep for doing the commentary is uh, and you can see him pretty much everywhere uh, on the fight magazines and uh, fight forums in Japan so if we're talking about bringing people to rising then he would be the candidate but the problem is he's not a boxer he's kind of of a wrestler so that would mean Manny Pacquiao will fight a wrestler instead of a boxer Gomi is more a striker than Takeda so the logical choice and I agree that Gomi should be the one fighting Manny Pacquiao and then if things go well maybe fight Koji Takeda if we're talking about the quality and the the skills of the two guys that thing I think Gomi should be the one fighting uh Manny Pacquiao actually in lightweight in Japan we you don't have uh, many uh, pure uh, strikers uh, yes. in MMA uh, right in now MMA. in in just just in general uh, because... yes. Partly because of the the lower uh, class uh, started to appear in the bigger promotions, uh, that uh, all fighters who, who who fought in in Pride in in light in Pride lightweight, uh, if they would start car their careers today, uh, I I'm not sure if all of them would fight in the lightweight uh, limit. I think uh, that uh, many of them would drop to, to the featherweight or, or even the bantamweight. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but that, that was the time uh, when the, the, the lower categories uh, was just a one by five on, or, or, you know, just 73 kilo as it was in pride, just to mix up the, the welterweights and the lightweights. And yeah. it just it, Gomi and uh, Mach Sakurai. Uh, and 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 that's uh, that's why you had, for example, Imanari in Pride. Um, right now, uh, you don't. Uh, it, the typical lightweight lost its momentum because of the you know the um, the conditions of the of the market and the the fact that the lower uh, weight classes just you know exists on a bigger scale. Uh, the the fighters are not forced to just uh, fight in in the higher limit like Kid Yamamoto in in the past yes because now it's true because now we have rising made this uh I think uh bantamweight Grand Prix that happened then now we have dibs are doing two flyweights the women's flyweight and the men's flyweight so the women's flyweight was uh won by Rin Nakai and yesterday uh, we have uh, the flyweight semi-final happen. So I think lately the bantamweight and the flyweight are the highlighted class. Do you think uh, that uh, the, the winner of uh, deep Grand Prix male tournament of, uh, of flyweights will get a spot in the, in the future Grand Prix of Rising if it will happen this year? Because we don't know. Sakakibara so said it will be fly, flyweight or, or featherweight. Yes, I think lately the featherweight is more talked about. The featherweight Grand Prix among fighters at the gym, uh, that's the one we're talking more about. Uh, but I think if flyweight 
Grand Prix is indeed decided. Of course, I think the the flyweight, uh, deep flyweight uh, Grand Prix winner will be, will have his shot in the Rising Grand Prix for sure. Now, do you uh, think they're uh, going to feature yeah. Rin Nakai more in Ryzen, you think? Uh, as for Rin Nakai, I'm not sure, but why not? Uh, maybe on the new, new active show, or, or maybe on what she does after her next uh, her show next week. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, so maybe the bilateral cr uh, clash with uh, Kanawa Tanabe against yes. Rin Nakai. It would be a good matchup. Yes, well, it would be a good fight. Since uh, you brought now... up Bellator, <clears throat> yes. I'm sorry, Zach, were you going to say no, something? No. Uh, no, 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 please go ahead. No, since you brought up Bellator, you know, since it was recently, I know I talked to Zach about this a little bit, but I want to get both your thoughts on what you saw. Now, Zach, I know what you said, so we'll let you go second. Maybe, Daniel, you go first on this one. Do you hear me, Daniel? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I want you to go first as far as the okay. Bellator Ryzen thing. I've talked to Zach about this, so I oh, kind of know where okay, he's okay. at on it, but I want to hear what you had to say. Um, do you want to uh, say my opinion about the, the, the fights or just the, that cooperation? Just the overall. Just the overall. Uh, you, uh, I don't know uh, what what was your uh, uh, your reception of of the uh, that Bellator against Rising series uh, on New Year's Eve, uh, but I was kind of disappointed uh, both uh, by the tactics of the of the Bellator guys and uh, and uh, the outcome of the the fights as well, because uh, I think at, at least two fight. Uh, two fights, uh, the decisions uh, were, you know, just a bit. Um, I, I was not sure about the about the decisions, uh, but in general, uh, the the cooperation. Uh, I think it, it it's meaningful uh, because it's since the the start of the of the rising, uh, the, and there was Bellator. Bellator, the Bellator has been uh, since the, the the very beginning of the rising. As uh, when you uh, will uh, see the when you uh, when you will take a look on, at the first two cards of rising in uh, 2009, uh, 2015, uh, you will see uh, how uh, many fighters Bellator uh, sent. To, to, to Japan, uh, just just this. Uh, we all know uh, that uh, th th there were some uh, guys from, from the different organizations uh, in the Grand Prix, uh, and Bellator always uh, sent just good guys, uh, uh, high-class guys, uh, because, uh, you know, in, in, KSW, the, in KSW, it was like, uh, oh, we don't need that guy, so we can uh, send uh, him uh, to, to the Japan. Uh, and it was uh, that kind of attitude. Uh, for example, Valit Ismail always was sending his champions from, from Jungle Fight. Uh, and I, from what I remember, uh, there was a... Um, I plan to to send a uh, Bama champ uh, to the first uh, Grand Prix, but he got injured, and uh, he and the the replacement wasn't that good. Uh, but 
we, we started about to talk, talk about Bellator. Uh, and many, uh, you know, majority of, of the people uh, still remembers the, the last New Year's Eve. But uh, if you uh, are, if you look at the 2019, New Year's Eve. Uh, it was it, it was really uh, good as well because uh, you know you, you had uh, the Ryzen against Bellator uh, on the Bellator show twenty uh, ninth of uh, December and then you have the second part of the show uh, on uh, at uh, Ryzen uh, twenty, which was the you know event of the of, of the year by by many people. Uh, so and the next uh, you had. Uh, the 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 people from Bellator uh, just last year they 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 they, ca they came back uh, to to Japan because just simply they could uh, they could enter the the country and you know uh, the no the, the the fighters from from the Bellator for example Spike Carlisle uh, Spike Carlisle's uh, performance at the Ryzen 35 uh, was much better. Uh, done all the rising against Bellator on New Year's Eve, uh, despite of the, you know, uh, star power, the the the, the names uh, power on the on the on just on paper. But from the other hand, uh, when they have announced the, the all the series uh, rising against Bellator, uh, it was uh, very it had it had a very strong impact, and many of MMA media. It attracted the attention of uh, many MMA uh, media, and this uh, this was actually the best side uh, of the the uh, whole uh, last rising ever against Bellator clash, uh, and I think this is the the most important uh, rising partner, considering that they are um, they would like to have uh, their first show. In the USA, in Hawaii, in, in June, but we still don't know if it will uh, happen or or not. Yes, because uh, to take you on the Hawaii thing, they had a tryout. They had a tryout, and they took at the Rising Forty uh, one of the winner of those tryouts, and then to come back with uh, so, uh, yes, so, uh, sorry, um. I think yes, yeah, the Hawaii show is definitely going to happen, but it's a question of when. And for Bellator, uh, so on the paper, the fight where where the the card was uh, very strong, very strong on the paper, but Japanese fans uh, didn't like the outcome of the fight, and many. People were like, why uh, in those fights, Pilot didn't take as much risk to get the finish. So that was the main complaint. So there were the main complaints that, uh, like, for example, if we take Horiguchi, he had many times he could finish Ogikubo. And fans were complaining why he didn't finish the, the fight. But Ogikubo is very strong, and so you is not a fighter you can finish like that. But fan were expecting more risk and more finishes, more fly, more flashy fights, and they didn't like the way it came. So some people left before even the show was over. But 
that's how it is. Yes, that was that was the main complaint about this rising versus uh, uh, Bellator fight card. Yes, that, that's why I've mentioned uh, Spike Carlisle's uh, fight against uh, Takeda. He finished the Takeda despite yeah. he was losing uh, the fight. Uh, I yeah. think uh, Takeda was leading uh, the, the fight. And then, as you said, there was a New Year's Eve, very strong matchups. Uh, but, you know, I think it, it, it's not even uh, about the, the result of the, the, that match. Yeah. Just you know, uh, the, the, it's all about the how that fight looked like. It was yeah. just l less risk, very very calculated, uh, very tactical uh, fight uh, fights. Uh, not a single uh, like uh, Horiguchi's uh, fight, for example. Uh, Pitbull uh, was yeah. fighting with Kleber. He was, from the other hand, he was very smart to not go uh, to the ground with Kleber. But uh, yeah. from the other hand, it was uh, very, you know, static uh, fight. Uh, and uh, let's, uh, I'm not afraid to, to, to say that it was a boring fight when nothing was happening. It is, it is. Many, many, many uh, fans found it that way. Many fans, yes. And most of the fans, they wanted to see Pitbull fighting A.G. McKee. They were like, why? Bellator didn't do that. They should have done the fight in Japan, um, Eiji Maki versus Pitbull, and on the other uh, end of the card, put some Rising versus Bellator fights. So that would be big, uh, a, a stronger uh, strength for the event. You have the two, uh, you have the Rising title matches, and you have the Bellator title matches. Plus Rising versus Bellator fight card, that would be uh, amazing. So fans didn't understand why Eiji Maki didn't fight Pitbull, and they were both on the same card. Uh, I I forgot about it, uh, but uh, people was expecting a lot more uh, from from Pitbull uh, because of his brother's performance. In the Grand Prix, uh, lightweight yeah. Grand Prix in 2019, uh, Pitbull's uh, very flashy. He knocked uh, out all of his opponents uh, through the final. Uh, yeah. So it was totally different performance uh, on on New Year's Eve by uh, Patricio than Patrikis uh, fights uh, back in 2019. So yes. I'm not very surprised about the the reception of of yeah. this. Yes. But you did say, Zach, like coming out of this Ryzen show, you felt like it did help the momentum of like Deep and some of these other events. So even though maybe there were some yes. low points with the fans, the actual result oh, was yeah. good. Yes, yes. Thanks to Rising 40. Rising 40 was a very good card. Uh, good performance. A lot of finishes. A lot of flashy fights. People who were not allowed, um, I mean, allowed, um, Familiar, familiar with the fight scene, they came and when they see this finish, they were like cheering and everything. So because something was happening, and I think that the Rising Forty was better well received than the Rising versus Bellator card because of the performance of the fighters and uh, 
how the show went, finishes after finishes, and uh, that's helped the momentum for sure. Yeah, I, I saw the the, the many people uh, reactions was uh, like during the the first part was wow what's happening knockout knockout no and the, and another knockout wow the card of there uh, but the best just be, uh, will will just uh, come for for a couple of mon moments because there's Ryzen versus Bellator and then the Ryzen against Bellator happened and everyone everyone was like just big disappointment because yes. everyone was you know pumped up after the the first part yes because if you remember uh i was there with uh sydney when he fight uh michael chandler so uh the right the bellator was in the morning in the yes. morning and then afternoon we had the rising show so in uh, the morning i remember okay okay go, go, go ahead oh. Sorry about that. Uh, in the morning, we have the the Bellator, and it was like the Bellator cage, the the Bellator production, and on this time, uh, it was everything in the rising ring. So it was kind of a, the feeling was kind of a bit different, but it was interesting also to see uh, rising a uh, Bellator fighter fighting with the the rising rule in the rising ring so it was kind of two different events because the first bellator versus rising in the morning it was bellator event so you had to follow the rules of bellator so there's no stomp to the face and no soccer kick but at the rising 40 they were uh as uh, you 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 are, you are talking about 2019 yes Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, as I, as I uh, remember, uh, the usually before the pandemics, the all all the rising shows was starting uh, at, uh, at at three p.m. Yes. Uh, and but, but the, and uh, that New Year's Eve as well. But that Bellator uh, have started uh, three hours uh, earlier on, on at noon. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, I remember that there was a uh, uh, about six fights of of uh, under Bellator rule set, and then yeah. the, the, that was after the Fedor against uh, Rampage that there was intermission, and then there was a rising portion uh, yes. with uh, uh, under rising rules, uh, in, even in Rising's uh, gloves uh, and with rising production, even with the all the, the VTRs from Daiso Casato. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was a really crazy mix because uh, the uh, you know all uh, enclosure uh, was 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 a Bellator Bellator big cage. It, it's it's even bigger than biggest uh, UFC cage uh, cage. Yes. Uh, big, and right now, <laughs> you have that crazy mix because you have Bellator, but you know mixed up with the uh, uh, just you know mm, the the front of Bellator, but inside it was all rising. <laughs> Yeah, that was insane. That was great. And um, but I like me, my favorite uh, was the two thousand five Grand Prix. Uh, I had the, I was with King Mo in the corner, and uh, that was crazy because they had all those promotions. They had Bellator, they had Jingle Fight, they have uh, the Bama, they have the KSW, all those guys, all champions. 
from different organizations in one Grand Prix. That's what I want to see again. And then, but unfortunately, they didn't do again. But if they do that, that that will be the killer thing. That will they they have now the momentum of fans and excitement that they bring with Rising Forty and everything. So to me, if they do that, the the momentum will go over over the moon. So that's their chance to do that right no, now. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. No, no, please go ahead. Oh, okay. I I, I thought that you have just finished. Um, but guys, don't don't you think that at the beginning, uh, Ryzen had to just take the fighters from the other promotions, uh, just make a uh, big alliance uh, between the, the the rest of the world because they uh, did not uh, have their own stars. And right now, after that, all years when they have uh, have have their their own breed of of of, star, of uh, new faces and and well established stars. Uh, they they don't have to rely on 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 the others. Uh, I can uh, agree that of course uh, the, uh, something like this it would be um, very interesting, very exciting, especially if it, if 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 it would be in the lower weight class or such as you know flyweight uh, mm -hmm. to, to to take a, a ch flyweight champions for 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 from some. Uh, promotion from from all, all all over the world, uh, and mix it up with with their own roster. It would be definitely something uh, something special. Yes, because Rising said from the get go, they are not uh, a promotion with their own roster and everything. They are a platform, and they want to take those fighters from different show, and give them a platform. Where they can fight each other under the Rising Federation banner. So from the beginning, when they launched the Rising show, that was the the original plan. I don't know if that plan changed over the year because they created faces and character with those Rising show. But the original plan was to take fighters from all over promotion in the world and give them a platform to fight each other in Japan. But actually, that, that concept uh, was present in one of the uh, the Ultimate Fighter uh, seasons when uh, where uh, Ogikubo uh, was was fighting. He was yes. a shooter representative. And they have took uh, all the, uh, the champions fr from all over the world from the maybe not major promotions, but uh, but but from promotions all over the world in in bantamweight. So yeah. it was a kind of interesting uh, concept, and uh, they have they have never uh, repeated that. Yes, because there is um, that problem. I think I'm not sure if that, but I think it's play a major part of that. When we had, for example, the UFC in Japan, the UFC was. Uh, has the time official time for pay-per-view in the US but here the UFC starts at 7 o'clock in the morning so and same with one with one FC so I think if the organization will lend their fighters to the show they want that the show 
is uh, is broadcasted live uh, in the US or where or wherever um, the 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 fighters are from. So I guess that's one of the issue that prevent of doing that because like if uh I'm uh one let's say I'm want to watch the UFC fighters fight, I would say okay I turn on my pay per view at uh eight I think in the US, but for Japanese audience they will have to go at seven a.m. in the morning, and we saw that that didn't play very well uh for the show. Now, you know, let's end on this because I know the main UFC pay per view is coming up. I don't know if you guys are going to watch it. I might watch it. I don't know. But uh, Dan, uh, I, I've, mentioned... just, I've just re recorded on, on oh. my cable TV the, the, the main card. I will uh, watch it later. <laughs> but I mean, I think there's something good, Dan, on Fedor just had his retirement fight. So maybe, maybe Zach, you go first on this one. You talk about what you thought about it. Uh, I was like, uh, many ask me, should have Fedor take. Uh, rising opponent I mean like his retirement fight should have been in rising against the rising face and then has a proper retirement because if uh, where he fought uh, the first time was in Japan so Japanese fans were expecting that as is as the fight now I think better was too much for his retirement fight. But it's sad, you know, to see the legend go, but it is what it is. Uh, I hope that some arrangement can be made to have him to, uh, to make Fedor come back for a retirement fight on New Year's Eve in Rising that will help the show to have Fedor on the card and to have his, uh, should I say, proper retirement uh, from MMA. Mm, I would like to to, to say that uh, yes, it was uh, sad to to see, you know, the, the the loss like like this in the in the first first round, uh, very first uh, round uh, against uh, the current champion. But from the other hand, I can get uh, you know the sense uh, of. Of uh, that matchup with Ryan Bader because uh, you know this is a fighter that uh, who is uh, considered uh, as the heavyweight greatest of uh, all time, um, and I would like to to, to say that maybe mm, uh, I can get the sense of uh, matching up uh, and uh, putting him. In the mm, the uh, in the title fight uh, of one of the uh, best organizations in the world, you know, for, uh, even if he lost, that uh, you know you can say uh, that he, he he fought from the high uh, for, for, uh, for the highest goal, and the, yeah. the, this is the way like he and he has uh, ended his uh, his career fighting for the highest uh, goal uh, so i can get the, the the you know the sense of making it by Bellator. of course yes uh to me i prefer to see him lose against a high 
profile opponent trying to get the the goal to to get the the best of uh of what he could get for his legacy than just take an opponent that he can beat so people can see him retire uh, while winning so maybe here in Japan that's what they want to see they want to see if Giordo, okay he's retiring he won he was the greatest and everybody happy but sports wise for his legacy I prefer to see him trying to win and lose against a high quality opponent than just take a beatable opponent to leave clean. Uh, moreover, that uh, the Bellator uh, was, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they was talking that the the fight with uh, Rampage is his Japanese retirement uh, yes. officially. Yes, I think that too. So you think he'll have one more fight in Japan? I don't think uh, so. Uh, hmm. To me, no. Mm -hmm. But you know, anything can happen. Uh, but as as is right now, I don't think so. I'm in total you know agreement, that... though. I think it should happen in Japan. I don't know why they. I mean, I know Fedor wanted the fight. It's not like they just said, "Hey, go." He wanted to do it that way, but yeah, it just seems wrong on so many levels that. Japan is where he should have retired, no doubt about it. And they could have gave him, whether he won or lost, because it's Bellator, like he lost, and it's like, you're great, we brought a few guys out to see you, bye-bye, you know? Japan, even if he lost, they would have gave him the heroes right off, you know? But, you know, uh, I, I think from the from the business point of view, Bellator wanted to uh, have his retirement fight uh, at their own uh, show, not to lend him uh, to the rising for his uh, last fight. From the just from the business uh, point of view, uh, if they would like to have his last uh, fight in the career in Japan, they they would have to set up the the, the date in Japan. We all know that uh, making a show in Japan, especially for for the uh, foreign promotion, isn't. Uh, isn't too too easy like we could see with one championship for, for example or even UFC uh, a, a bit uh, earlier and you know to to have the the show to set up the the date you have uh, to you know um, have uh, lots of factors that should be uh, done you know uh, the the venue, the the proper fighters uh, who who are available at that at the date, and and you know many other uh, stuff. Uh, I think that Bellator uh, just made it in the easiest way that it's uh, it's profitable for them. Yes, like because Fedor is a Bellator fighter, so to me that makes sense, but. He's the pride heavyweight champ, so he he was the 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 pride figure. So to me, maybe I'll just bring him for an apparition. So he come in the ring and he say thank you Japan or something like that. But something at some some point has to happen in Japan. But of course, Bellator wants to keep Fedor because he signed with them and that's a better strength. 
So to lend him to promotions, they have to find the proper fight, the proper date, and set up everything again. That will take a lot of work and money. And you you know what what happened? We are talking about the Fedor's Fader, last fight in Bellator, not in a different promotion. This is the point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think that's something good to end on. Um, I know the pay-per-view is coming up here. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to do this. And uh, whenever you guys want to do another one, if we have something good to talk about, we'll uh, go ahead and do another one. So everyone checking this out, signing off, Japan MMA Beat, Episode 1, with Daniel and Zach. Take care. Okay, so as always, uh, I want to thank you for uh, checking out these episodes, and I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Japan MMA Beat. And as I've said in the last couple of episodes, uh, check out my YouTube channel. That's where I'm going to be doing a lot of live stuff and all my content's there. If you don't want to wait to listen to it on audio, uh, you can find it Todd Atkins or Todd Atkins Show. Just look it up. You'll be able to find me. And, uh, you know, as always, again, I appreciate you taking time to listen to this stuff. You know, I put it out there and I just hope somebody listens to it, appreciates it. So if you're taking time to listen to this, I'm very grateful. And uh, I'll be getting more episodes out today. Take care.